Welcome to the After Work Drinks Club. I'm your host, Vanessa Sanyake, and I am back with a special summer edition, Summer Nights. Every week, I'll be sharing insights and advice on things that I've learned during my career and running my business to help you along your journey too. Alongside this, I'll be giving my take on the latest news. So you know the drill. If you want to level up, go make your order at the bar, pull up a seat at the table and join in because as always, you belong here. Welcome to the After Work Drinks Club. I'm your host, Vanessa, and I'm back with another episode of Summer Nights. Right, so let's get started. What am I drinking? So today I haven't got any alcohol, I'm afraid, but next week I'll be back on the cocktails and the fancy stuff. But today I've got some mint tea. It's a Moroccan mint tea, which my mum's sister, my mum's sister brought me. She's she's over from Zimbabwe. Um, she's staying with my mum and her son. And she brought me like a whole full bag of teas. I love tea. So I thought I would try out the Moroccan mint tea. I put some honey in it and I've got some cranberry juice. So please keep drinking for me. Keep holding it down and clink, clink. Cheers. Cheers to a great week. Right. So let's start off with the highlights of my week so far. So I took two days off work. So I took two days annual leave. So I was off from work on Monday and Tuesday. And you know what? I was shattered. So I've never been so exhausted in a long time. So I just needed to just rest as I was working through having COVID and through being sick as well. But I've had a few other health issues as well. So I just needed that reset time off. So what I did was I just wanted to, like I said, reset and get back to myself. Get You know, I needed I needed to raise my vibrations and I needed to just get on a different frequency. The frequency that I was on was just really kind of low I was very low vibrationally so for me what gets me to a high vibration is having a solid morning routine so mornings are like my sacred time it's time for me to really just spend time time alone I journal I mood board I vision board I pray I read the bible I listen to music I meditate and I also exercise sometimes as well so I usually try and get up and give myself at least like an hour or 90 minutes just for me. So what I did was just started to really have a bit of a lie-in. I still had really bad insomnia as well. I've kind of kicked that as well. But though I think it was the Sunday night. I, it was horrible. I didn't sleep at all. So I had a bit of a, I woke up a bit late, but I still did my morning routine and that really helped. And then my mum and her sister, because the the COVID insomnia and fatigue was just literally breaking me down. So my mum and her sister, they said to me, you know what? Because I've got these vitamins, I've got vitamins. And so they were saying to me, you should take vitamin D. It's called vitamin D3 and K2. It's one tablet and magnesium, like about an hour before you want to go to bed. So I started to take that actually and literally my insomnia has just gotten so much better. I slept really well. So I think it was around 
I think it was Wednesday this week when I went back to to work. I woke up like at my normal time. So I try and get up at like 5.30, 6am. And I got up at 5.30 and I did my like two hour, I had like a two hour morning routine. I worked out. I just felt so good. So the two days that I had off, I got back into my morning routine. I finally kicked my insomnia in the butt and I just, I just did nothing. So like on the Monday and Tuesday, I just chilled. I had braids, really long braids for my holiday, my holiday in Portugal. And so I spent my time taking them out. And then when I was taking them out, because if anyone has had braids or know anyone that's had braids, it takes you a good like four or five hours to take them out, especially if you do it by yourself. So I usually use that time to catch up on TV. To be honest, I wasn't really feeding stuff on Netflix. So I was thinking, okay, what stuff makes me feel good? I'm, my vibration is really low. How do I get it up? And I remembered when I was a kid, I loved to watch TV. I loved watching, in the UK, we have this channel called Trouble TV. And I used to just like rinse Trouble TV. We had all the American shows like Girlfriends, Moesha, One on One, Half and Half. What else? My Wife and Kids. It was just so many amazing shows. And I used to love watching TV. And I loved MTV. Like I watched... I grew up on MTV Lick, which was an which was a UK R and B show. I watched Total Request Live. We had one in our version in the UK. I think it was called MTV Select, which was hosted by Richard Blackwood. And I had like, I had the biggest crush on Richard Blackwood. Like, I was in love with him. I thought I was gonna marry him. So I just remember that yeah, being so obsessed with Richard Blackwood and Craig David. And June Sarpong, I grew up watching them on TV. They were my role models. But I loved to watch. This is, I think, when my where my love of reality TV kicked in. I don't know if anyone remembers, and hit me up if you do. There was this show called MTV Diary Of, and it would follow, like, celebrities. I think it would follow them, like, throughout the course of maybe a week, and it would go behind the scenes. And, like, they had huge artists. At the time, they were, like, big. So Beyonce had one... There was Britney Spears, Destiny's Child, Aaliyah, Jennifer Lopez. So I watched my favourite one. So I watched the MTV Diary of Aaliyah. Aaliyah was a one of my favourite R&B singers. And she tragically died. I think she was 21. And her MTV Diary was filmed literally, I think, a couple of weeks before she died in a plane crash. So it was so sad watching that. And I was thinking, oh my God, she the poor baby. She had no idea that... This was her last days. It was really, made me feel very, I guess, made me, it made me reflect inward. Like, life is so short. You've got to live. You've got to enjoy. And she really enjoyed it. Her MTV diary, it was so nice to watch. And it made me just feel warm and like a kid again. And I also watched Destiny's Child. I remember being the biggest Destiny's Child fan and I loved that. Britney Spears' Diary Of was really good. And also Jennifer Lopez's MTV Diary Of was so sick. So if you go on YouTube and just search MTV Diary Of, Aaliyah, Destiny's Child, Britney Spears and Jennifer Lopez, you will be able to, to watch them. So I mentioned as well that Netflix for me... I don't know what's going on with these tech companies, man. I mean, like you, you, ride, you ride the wave, the hype wave, and then you just can't sustain. I just feel like Netflix, I'm just not... I go on Netflix and it's just jumble-wumble. 
And I'm just like, what do I watch? It's just too cluttered and it just gives me anxiety. So I was trying to find something to watch and I started to watch this film called Beauty. And it's by Lena Waite, who is an American screenwriter, a very popular American screenwriter. And basically, it was, I found it was so shady. It was about a black young teenager. See if you can guess who it is about an, un, an, an unauthorized biopic of this person. It was a young black teenager who grew up in New Jersey with a Christian family, very strict Christian parents. And she had like two brothers. Okay. It was basically an unauthorized biopic of Whitney Houston's life. And, and the reasons why you could tell that it was, was because the character in the, the film, Beauty, her name was Beauty. She had a best friend, but her best friend was basically her girlfriend. And because her parents were very strict and religious, they obviously couldn't out themselves, but her her siblings knew. And that was her girlfriend. And that's there's, there's obviously been this long-term rumour that Whitney, Whitney's best friend, Robin, was actually her girlfriend. And I just felt like, it was really weird. And also this, this, the teenager beauty, you never hear her voice. So it talks about her, basically it's her about to get a record deal. And then her dad is just like a scheming, no good for nothing. And is trying to make money off of her. But it was so blatant that it was like about Whitney Houston. And apparently I read there was a review done by The Guardian and they just slated the show as well. So I thought, well, at least it's not just me. But they were saying, yeah, it was like an unauthorised Whitney biopic and that um, that apparently Lena Waite it has an obsession with Whitney Houston as well. So I just thought it was just really weird. And I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan. So when I was a kid, I literally was obsessed with her. I wanted to be her. Like, I adored Whitney Houston. I still do. So I feel like I'm very touchy about that. Like she's a legend. Like just don't play with legends. Just stop it. It was so blatant what she was trying to do. And I feel like, especially when it comes to sexuality and rumours, you're just, you know, you're perpetuating this rumour that she's never had the chance to come out and say. So her best friend had said that they were in a relationship. But Whitney is is gone and she has not had the chance to really say what was really going on in her life? And I just feel like, where has the respect for the dead gone? You can't do that. And I just, I was not feeling it. Nah. So beauty, don't bother. Save yourself 90 minutes. It was very short, but I did not have 90 minutes to waste. I think I stopped watching at about like 40 minutes. And I was like, let me go on to YouTube and get back to my happy childhood. All right, what else did I do this week? And apologies, my voice, I'm still trying to, you know what, like I keep talking about it, but this this corona got my throat all messed up. So apologies, I'm trying to, it doesn't help when you're like, I love to talk as well. Obviously I record this podcast, but I have loads of meetings every day and I just love to chat and I'm an African, so we're very loud and we shout, so it doesn't really help when you're trying to like recuperate your voice. So if it sounds really groggy, just bear with me and thank you for your patience. All right, so this week I I got a hair treatment, a new hair treatment. So I went to this hair salon, which was called Mimi et, et Mina. 
She is a hairstylist. Her hair salon is based in Notting Hill. And typically what I do is I wear, I go between wigs and I go between braids. And I don't, I've just been feeling like I just want to be a bit more natural and just be, be a bit more me. But I have Afro hair. And if anyone knows about Afro hair, it is very hard to maintain naturally. Literally after like a day or two, it shrinks. It's very hard to detangle and it takes a lot of time to kind of prepare. And I'm a very busy person. So I tested out a treatment which is called a texture release. And what it does is it kind of just softens your curls a little bit more so that when you're styling your hair, if you want to blow dry or if you want to straighten your natural hair, it's a bit more easier and it takes less time. And I thought that is like an entrepreneur's dream, honey, sign me up. So I went to her salon and then I got a texture release, which basically it's it's a plant-based product, but I think it has some kind of very light chemical that you, you know, that you use. So you kind of have like a, you know, you wash your hair, you shampoo it, you condition it, and then you add the texture release onto your hair and then you kind of just blow dry and style it as usual. So I was there for a couple of hours. Really lovely lady. She's a French lady, moved to the UK and she set up her salon, I think about six or seven years ago. So she's doing really well. And then I added in like some clippings. I've got some clippings just to give myself a little bit of length and a bit of glam if I want to, you know, hit the town or just be, you know, a little bit funky. So um yeah that was really nice did my texture release I really love it happy with it so just still getting used to it actually so I just want to thank Mimi for hooking your girl up it's really yeah I feel like a new a new woman and I think it's really nice for summer as well to kind of go a bit more I guess um stripped back so yeah I'm loving my hair Right, okay, so let me just give you a rundown. I've got a lot to get through in terms of the latest news because a lot has been happening in these streets, people. Okay, so I'm recording this podcast. As you know, I record it on Friday, so it comes out on Monday, fresh for you all to kickstart your new week. And today was Beyonce Day, aka the day that Beyonce released her new album renaissance okay i i just love it so i am the president the chief operating officer of the beehive so we are beyonce's like biggest fans and so we have just been loving it we've been waiting for this day to come for a really long time it's taken me a while though to get in the group i actually feel like this song because i was driving today i went to view a venue so i was driving and I think it's an album that you, it's a basically, she's taken a lot of dance influences. So there's a lot of like dance samples and she's got some like samples and collabs with like Grace Jones and Robin S. And it's very disco, yeah, disco and, and, and dance. So I played it first at home and then when I went into my car, I played it again and in the car, I started to get into a lot of the tracks more. So I feel like my tip would be play it in the car or play it when you're out and it just gets you in that vibe. It's part of, she she called it Act One Renaissance. So she's got three acts. And I think it's about 16 songs on this act. So I can't wait to see what the next two acts bring. My favourite song so far is Energy. And I think it's called Virgo. It's my other one as well. So... I am 
just yeah loving it let me just check what which songs it is because i want to make sure i'm giving you I think, yes it's, it's virgo queen and energy those two are my favorite but i'm sure i'll have more along the way so if you haven't listened to it check it out it's amazing and i'm yeah i'm so happy however there has been some a bit of drama with Khalees, the singer Khalees, who's now a chef, the fabulous Khalees. Khalees was one another one of my childhood heroes. I Khalees is a legend in the game. Khalees, oh my god, milkshake, get along with you. Sugar honey iced tea, millionaire. Oh god, her album was it called Tasty? She's sick. I hate you so much right now. Oh, she's a legend. But Khalees was very upset with Beyonce because. Khalees's hit Milkshake was sampled in apparently in the track Energy. So it was sampled for one of the, one of the tracks on Beyonce's album. And Khalees was pissed. She made an Instagram rant about it on Thursday. And basically what she was saying is the issue with Khalees is Khalees. And this is what happens sometimes when you're in business and you're dealing with large corporations, the music industry especially is full of sharks. She got bumped. So Pharrell Williams and Chad, who are the Neptunes, they had a record label called Star Trek way back in the day and they signed Khalees to it. And they basically produce a lot of Khalees' main hits, but they own all the copyright to her songs. So essentially Khalees, it's her, it's her music. She's an artist. She performs it, but she owns nothing, basically. So for Beyonce to sample it, she had to clear it with Pharrell and Chad and not Khalees. And apparently Beyonce didn't give Khalees the heads up. And so Khalees was like, look, legally, I know I bumped myself. But from a respect point of view, you should have let me know that you were going to sample my music on your new album. Because as an artist, and she was saying we have mutual friends, that's just not cool. And people were in two camps. Obviously, the Beehive were like, just the Beehive. I'm not part of the Beehive that bullies people. The beehive are, there's there's like half of the beehive who are literally, I'm really sorry to say, but just insane. And then the other half who, you know, we can see that Beyonce is not Jesus. You understand? Like, she's a human. She's flawed. She makes mistakes. I'm that beehive. And I think Beyonce was wrong in this situation. But we all make mistakes. We all miss misstep. You know, if you can imagine, she's a mum of three. She's got her husband's Jay-Z. I'm sure he's a lot of freaking work. She's got family. She's trying to make this album and there's all these moving parts. It maybe it could have been an oversight. I do this all the time. Sometimes I'm 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 so busy and sometimes you forget. So I don't know if it was intentional or was it just like, I don't care, you know? So I think definitely Beyonce made a mistake there. I think if you're going to sample people's work, even if they don't own it, just out of respect, you should just be like, hey, do you mind? Like, I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking about using your your song. I just feel like you want good. The song is called Energy, um, which is quite ironic. But you want good energy around you and what you're doing. So having negative energy around what she's doing is not great. So I definitely feel that Khalees was in the right. Beyonce should have asked her for permission. Um, or not even for permission because Khalees legally can't give it. But just to say, do you co-sign? Like, do you back it? Are you down with it? And then at least, I don't know, because at least if Beyonce had asked Khalees and Khalees had said no, but then Beyonce was like, oh, girl, bye. I'm going to ask the people who own it. 
that's fair enough. But she didn't even ask and nobody asked Khalees. It wasn't like Beyonce said, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just thinking it could have been maybe Beyonce had said to Pharrell and Chad because Khalees was cussing out Pharrell and Chad saying that Chad is like spineless, Pharrell is a scammer and all this stuff. So it could have been maybe Beyonce maybe maybe could have said to Chad and Pharrell, oh, just check this with Khalees. And maybe she thought they had it in hand and when they didn't. So that's why I just think you can't trust no one queen bee. Just you need to make sure you handle business. I know you're busy. Make sure in future you handle your business because you can't trust someone to do the right thing. Make sure that you do the right thing. Because I'm pretty sure Beyonce would have told someone in her team, make sure, you know, Khalees is cool with it. You know, I feel like especially when you're at Beyonce's level, when you elevate, it's going to sound a bit like arrogant, but she's fucking Beyonce. Like, she ain't going to WhatsApp you, hun. She ain't, right? But she could have told an assistant or someone in her team to reach out to Khalees and all of the other people whose music she sampled. So I think it was probably her camp that did a big mistake. And I don't know, maybe someone's going to get fired. I don't know. But Khalees, don't expect to watch that from Queen Bee, okay? Okay, speaking of drama, I cannot believe Will Smith chose, of all days, Beyonce Day, after being in hiding for slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars in February, he now brings out this five-minute video where he's answering people's questions about the famous Oscar slap. First of all, I'm like, Will, we were in our good vibe. This is Beyonce Day. Why are you trying to now take the shine off of Beyonce? Like, is it not enough that you literally, like, ruined the Oscars this year and now you want to ruin Beyonce Day? How dare you, Willard? Calling you by your government name because I am fuming. This was Beyonce's day. We've waited years, years for this album to come. And you had the nerve to create your video to try and get all the attention on you on Beyonce Day. How dare you, right? And then, but also I'm just like, do you know what, Will? A lot's going on right now. Gas prices are high. My energy bill is about is about to bankrupt me. I got my bills to pay. I got payroll to pay. I got shit to do. We're about to be in a recession or we're not. We've got monkeypox. COVID's trying to kill us. Do you honestly think we give a heck about you? I'm sorry to say you never killed the man. You never scarred him. You just went up and slapped a, a millionaire. Oh, boo. I'm like, do you really think we actually care now? That Back then it was the hype, because obviously when things happen, you're like, you're talking about it. But Will, if read the room, if you could read the room, if you could stop being narcissistic and think everything is about you, I'm sorry. But that five minute video, I was just like, for me, I just I just felt like, seriously, no. Like, I just felt, I just, I don't know why I'm just getting a bit, sometimes a bit frustrated with celebrities and their egos and thinking everything is about them. There is a lot of shit happening in the world. Do you think this is going to help anyone? You should have released that video like at least two weeks after you slapped the man. But anyway, he says, he did say something which I thought was quite profound and I did feel a bit sorry for him because I feel like, I do feel like he's a narcissist, definitely. But I do feel like he's got a good heart, you know? 
And he said that he's been spending time dealing with how to be remorseful without being ashamed. And I just felt, you know what, Willard? It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Just we've let it go because we have got bills to pay. Some of us are struggling. A lot of us are struggling out here. Okay, not struggling, but a lot of us are just trying to get by. Will, we've got other issues and problems. So you've been forgiven because real world, like real life is happening. We've also got a war in Ukraine. We don't know. Like there's some shit happening in the world, Will, that we're kind of more concerned about than you feeling remorseful about slapping some man. So I just felt like, I, I did sympathise with him, but I just felt like, Will, man, just be easy on yourself, man. Can somebody give that man a hug? Just let it go. Chris Rock doesn't care. He said in the video that Chris Rock, he reached out to Chris Rock's team and Chris Rock said, I'm not ready to talk to you now, but when I am ready, I'll reach out. So if Chris Rock don't care and we don't care, Will, you shouldn't care. If Chris Rock is like, listen, I'm touring, I'm making money, I don't care about no slap. Jeez. So... Get on with your life. It was just like celebrities, you really need to just sometimes shut the heck up. It's not that deep. We've got you know bigger things to worry about. There's so many injustices in the world right now. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do for a living. I'm trying to get justice out here. I don't care about no grown man slapping another grown man. What the hell? <sighs> anyway, Wusa. Anyway, okay, news as well, which I'm really excited about. So, uh, Michelle Obama, who, aka her husband, I call her husband Barack Obama. I call him my dad. She's like my stepmom. And um, so she's announced that she's releasing her second book, The Light We Carry, this year. And I am so excited. Uh, it, she's, it comes out, it's called The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times, and it comes out on November the 15th. That is actually the day of the Black Girls Tech Summit. Oh, my God. It's the first day that we kick it off. So, oh, my God, perfect timing. Michelle, if you want to speak at the Black Girls Tech Summit, <laughs> holler at me, girl. But I'm so excited. I read Becoming, and Becoming was just like a light for me. and. <clears throat> she announced on her Instagram it's about how to keep yourself centered in a world filled with so much uncertainty and she was saying that she took some time to reflect during COVID and she wanted to kind of just give us a collection of stories and practices and things that she's done that helps her go through life challenges and questions that keep us up at night so questions like how do I know I'm good enough how do I bring my whole self to the table how can I overcome fears? Michelle Willard, back to Willard, learn from this sister, okay? It's not every day you, you, you. Can you actually give us something? This is an announcement I've got time for because Michelle is pouring into us. Yeah, Willards. Why don't you pour into others? Anyway, back to Michelle. I'm so happy for you. I cannot wait to read this book. So, I definitely will read it and I might come back on and give um, a review, but I'm super excited about that. Right. So from one fool, not Michelle, but from Will Smith, <laughs> to another, Donald Trump. I never thought I would be speaking about this idiot on my podcast, but 
I can't just like let this slide because this is just unacceptable. So at <laughs> let me gather my thoughts because I can't even. <laughs> this man. Last week, Saturday, at a rally in Tampa, Florida, Donald Trump says, or he said, that LeBron James, so if you, for those of you who don't know, is literally like one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And he's, he's, he's currently playing, he plays basketball, he's massive. He said, LeBron James should play basketball as a woman in a pathetic dig at transgender athletes. So he said, and I quote, if I were a basketball coach of the women's team, I would be the greatest coach of all time. I'm not a fan of LeBron James at all. It seems like he's not a fan of black people anyway. I don't like him, but I'd say, LeBron, did you ever think of becoming a... <laughs> did you ever think of becoming a woman? Did you ever consider? Because I'd like to have you on my team. I'd love to have you on our team, LeBron. But think of it. It's so crazy what's happening. It's just... It's... It's so ridiculous on so many levels. The fact that, number one, Donald Trump... Donald Trump loves to say how he's not a fan of black people. Like, he'll kind of say, I'm not a fan of LeBron James. I'm not a fan of Beyonce. I'm not a fan of Barack Obama. You're not a fan of black people. We get it. We get it. We get it. Right? But then to say you're not a fan of black people. I'm not a fan of LeBron James. But yet you're still acknowledging that he's the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. And then now you're trying to have a dig at transgender athletes. For what? For what? Oh, I'll be the greatest coach of all time. Become, I mean, it's for me, again, and I've spoken about this before, it's the ignorance to think that, oh, you just become a woman. It's a funny thing to do. For, for an individual to change their gender, it's a very emotional, traumatic, thought out, process and I hate this stigma that people in the transgender community get where it's like oh they just woke up and thought oh I'm gonna be a man one day tomorrow you don't this is something that's been brewing for people's lives and you and then Donald Trump is is now saying oh did you ever think of becoming a woman sit your behind down Donald sit down retire respectfully retire and just shut up you are just absolutely out of order and out of line. And I think I have not heard any condemnation from the Republican Party. I've been hearing that he wants to run again. America, girl, you in danger, girl. Okay, because I'm hearing that Biden and Kamala Harris, their ratings are at a low. We cannot let this man get back in office in America. Like, as I mentioned before, the world has you know enough shit to deal with. So I just wanted to say that that is totally unacceptable. As I've mentioned before, this is all stemmed on ignorance. It's stemmed on hate. And we just, there's so much going on in the world right now. Just sit your ass down, Donald, and disappear somewhere. Please. <sighs> right. Okay, so time for this week's the Climb Summer Challenge. So I've mentioned it before, in the lead up to the launch of my global membership program for women to help you level up in your career, it's called The Climb. We are having a 
weekly challenge where we challenge our community to do some simple steps to help elevate your career and to get you ready to really like level up and just have a really great life and career. And this week's summer challenge or the climb summer challenge is to create a wins tracker. Now, this is something that I encourage not just my climbers, but also my team. And I have to admit, though, I've fallen off the wagon. I used to be quite good at it. But now this has really motivated me to get back on it. So what is a wins tracker? So a wins tracker is literally it can be a Word doc. It can be an Excel spreadsheet. It could be even an Apple notes or an Evernote, whatever it is. But it's every month you basically will just write down all of your wins. So all of the highs, the successes, the things that you've achieved every month. And this can be in your career and your life. It could be something as simple as I lost three pounds this month. Maybe it could be I had a great meeting with a client this week. Like any time that you feel like, oh, this has been a win, you just write it on your wins tracker. And what this does is it does a couple of things. It keeps you motivated. So on your down days, you can just look back at the past months and say, you know what? I did that. I am the shit. I am the bomb. I am a queen, a king, a non-binary. I own it. And it just helps you. It reminds you who the F-U-C-K you are. And we all need that. We all need to be reminded. Do you know who I am? So look at your wind tracker and it just, it helps you reflect and keeps you motivated. It also helps you to practice gratitude. And they say that when you are grateful for things, like more things come to you, more things will flow to you. So having a wind tracker, you're kind of saying, you know what universe, I appreciate this nice moment. I appreciate the blessing in being able to have a win. And then it just helps you attract more success. But most importantly as well, when we think about it from a career development point of view, so the climb is all about helping women progress in their, in their careers. So 70% of our climbers have got promotions at the end of the six-month program. So even before they finish, they've got promotions. That's how bomb that this program is. And what the wind tracker does is it helps you understand your skills so that when you have your end of year review or if you're going for an interview and you're trying to negotiate your pay or you're trying to negotiate a promotion, you, you can use your wind tracker as a basis to really articulate and sell your skills and your key achievements. So that's really where the, the gift of the wind tracker is. So our challenge to you all is to create a wind tracker and for the month of August, because today is the 1st of August, 2022, start this week to create your wins. Start with August and go every month right through until the end of the year at least. And you can kind of continue. But start with August and start tracking your wins. And at the end of August, just have a look and, and reflect. And let me know how you get on. And let me know if it's helped you um, in any way. So good luck. And I'm going to get back on it now as well. Okay, so the time has come now where I answer your career and business dilemmas. So every episode, I will be answering some of your questions. I want to help you. So I will do the best I can to just share some of my own experiences and give you some advice to help you with your career and business and to help you thrive. So 
I received this DM. So, it, so I, I put a call out every week and I say, you know, DM me on either at After Work Drinks Club or at Vanessa Sanyalke on Instagram and just let me know what your career di dilemmas are. So I always make them anonymous to protect people's identity. So I had this DM and I'm going to answer your question. It's a business dilemma, which I thought is quite different. The last ones have been like career related. So, so this person writes, hi, Vanessa, loving summer nights. Thank you. And get better soon. Oh, thank you. I wanted to ask for your advice about business burnout. I am a serial entrepreneur and currently running five businesses. Jeez. I work 18 hour days and I'm struggling to balance time with my wife and kids. And also my health is suffering. And this week I almost got sick. I took a hit on my main business. So this is why I have had to really push on the four others. Can you give me any advice on how to look after myself, please? Oh, first of all, as always, thank you so much for sharing with me. I appreciate you trusting me with this question. And just, yeah, I'm just... I admire your drive in your determination and your your purpose and passion for providing for your family. I think that's really, <clears throat> it's really, I really admire that. However, I think it's so important. We hear this all the time, but it's so important, especially as entrepreneurs, to look after our health. I think, wow, like five businesses and working 18-hour days is wild, Okay. There's been a lot of talk around this whole soft life narrative. So like soft life is, is, is kind of been like a term. It's really started via black women on social media because typically black women, and I've been at risk of this before. I've even kind of like done videos about this where black women, we give so much to the world. We also deal with a lot of barriers in the workplace in life, which makes us overcompensate. And when we overcompensate, we get burnt out. And so soft life came about really with black women saying, do you know what? We're tired of having to prove ourselves. We're tired of this narrative that we have to work long hours and long days and burn out. So soft life is kind of like, I guess it's, it's around living a life of ease and rejecting like struggle. And I feel like I made a video actually on my TikTok I'm on TikTok now, guys, actually. So at Vanessa Sanyalke, as I told you, I'm leaving that Instagram place. So I made a video on my TikTok about, you know, uh, soft life versus hustle. And I was saying, you know what? I, I kind of, I see where people are coming from with the soft life genre. So some people are saying, you know what? I want to have long mornings. I want to work three days a week. I don't want to work weekends. I want to travel first class. I want to have massages and go to spa days and live my you know rich girl life but for me I feel that we have to be careful I feel like soft life is the goal and I said this in my video but you do have to hustle in order to have the soft life if you want to be able to <laughs> earn a decent living pay your bills and then you know do all the nice things to treat yourself you need, you, you need the finances and to get the finances there's a little bit of hustle that you have to do but this is what I want to say to you um, who sent this dilemma in that you don't have to hustle to the point of burnout, which is where I fear you're going. So I think it's great. You've got five businesses. It's amazing. But working 18 hour days, that means that like literally after you get home from work, 
after you have family time, you must get about like four hours sleep. And that's not healthy. You're putting your health at risk. You're going to be more at risk of heart disease, heart attack, cancer, stress, depression. I really would urge you, I know it's hard. I'm I'm in there. I'm 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 guilty. I am so guilty of this. And so I'm kind of ministering to myself as I'm ministering to you. But when we are not at our best, we will make mistakes. So it's so important. You looking after your health is the biggest and the best investment you will make for your five businesses. Because when you are healthy, when you're well rested, when you've got a clear mind, you will be able to make the best strategic decisions and have more energy. And when you are having burnout or you're not um, at your best, you're not sleeping, you're going to be, you're going to be a poor leader, right? And that's going to then turn into high turnover for your business and your profits might even dip. So your poor health is actually impacting your bottom line. And I'm preaching to myself. I, I gave myself a word. I've just had, a, I've just had like an aha moment because I need to hear that because I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm guilty of this too. So what I would say to you is, what I would like you to do is I know you've got five businesses. The first thing you need to look at is the structure. You need to start having some people who are heading up those businesses for you so that you are just kind of overseeing and not really being in the, you know, the cruts and the nuts and bolts of this, number number one. But first of all, I want you to take a break and reset. It doesn't have to be two weeks. It could literally be three days, four days. Take a break and reset and just focus on raising your vibrations. And in those three or four days, I know it's hard, but switch, try and switch off your phone or if you're really kind of like, you'll be, you have anxiety when you're off, then here's a little cheat code. Check your phone, your work phone in the morning. If there's no emergencies, turn it off and then turn it on quickly for like five minutes at the end of the day and turn it off again. So you need to make sure that for the majority of the day, you've got no phones, no access to emails and you're not doing any work. And if you don't have, you don't have to even go to any place. You can literally just be in your house and just try and get some quiet time. I know you said that you've got a wife and kids. If you are able to go away, just you, or for some alone time, I would do that. Take yourself, because, um, you know, wife and kids, um, you know, take yourself on a, lead them and take yourself on a little spa break or something. Just take some time out, because I think if you stay at home, it's going to be sort of family stuff, and you might not have that clear head. So try and just find some time where it's just for you to clear your head and just to raise your vibrations, and then think about changing your work pattern. Eighteen-hour days is mad. You need to cut down the amount of hours, and I think what's screaming to me is that you need to delegate. You need to start thinking about delegating and looking at the people around you. Like who can you trust? that could maybe take off the load. We always we we always have someone whether it's in our family or our networks who we can trust to take the load off for us. So I would say to review that and think about who you can get to delegate because then that can take off some of the hours that you work every day and try small steps. Try and say right okay, 12 hour days max. Try and go down to that. So whether it's seven, seven or six, six, do 12 hour days and say, right, I'm going to do a hard stop at six. 
so you can come home, spend time with your kids, have dinner, put them to bed. So then maybe maybe by eight o'clock, I mean, I don't know how far you live, you know, from work or if you work from home, but maybe then just have an aim to say, okay, by eight o'clock, then you're just winding down, spending some time with your wife and then try and go to bed maybe like 10, 11. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I would say. Try and do it bit by bit to kind of reduce. I'd always, I'd also say, try and do like be strict about working weekends if you have to work a day on the weekends try and say well, I'm going to have one day on the weekend where it's just no work you have to make sure that you're not working weekends because it's just not going to be great for you so try your best to kind of say right I'm going to have just one day at the weekend whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday where there's absolutely no work done and trust me that will make the world of difference so I hope that's helped you Good luck. Look after yourself and just take care. You are important. You are so important. We need you. If you've got any career or business dilemmas, just send your request in on my Instagram for now or LinkedIn or the After Work Drinks Club Instagram page. Just DM me and I will answer it on the next episode. Right, that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining me for Summer Night. I'll be back next week with a nice little cocktail. Please, if you've learned anything from this episode, I want you to please share it with someone that you think that would benefit from it. And most importantly, it takes one minute, not even a minute, 30 seconds to leave a five-star five review on Apple. But also, leave me a little comment and let me know what you like about the show, okay? And uh, have a great week. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and for joining me for After Work Drinks. If you learned anything from this episode, please do share it with someone you think would benefit. Don't forget to leave me a comment with what you learned along with a five-star review. It really helps other people like yourself find the show. Follow us on Instagram on at AfterWorkDrinksClub. A special thank you goes to Pure Creation Media for producing this episode.